0: you're listening to the fashion ambition podcast and i'm your host natalie robin the fashion ambition podcast is all about bringing you the tools and strategies to start and scale your business or career in fashion through conversations with industry experts who have been there and done that Whether you're a startup founder, a new fashion graduate, or a soon-to-be graduate like me, or you just know that a career in fashion is your calling, we have an episode to help you launch. Make sure to keep up with new episodes by following the podcast at The Fashion Ambition on Instagram, where I update you on new episodes every week. You can also find my blog on Instagram at nomadandmode and online at nomadandmode.net, where I write all about fashion and travel you can find all of the links to connect with me in the show notes so with that let's get into the episode This is Natalie, and welcome to the Fashion Ambition podcast. Today, I am so excited to be talking with Veronique Lowen, who is a PR and communications expert with over twenty-five years of experience. She is also the founder of Verolingo Communications, an English and French translation, communications, writing, and editing company. So, I know that Veronique has so many great insights on how to approach PR and communications, and it is such an important foundation for a successful career, just in general. So. I am really looking forward to hearing her perspective on how new professionals and businesses should approach business and personal communications and PR. So, welcome to the podcast, Veronique, and thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Fashion and communication. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Combination. Exactly. Two of our favorite things. (laughs) You bet. So, how would you personally, because this is a fashion related podcast, how would you personally approach um, fashion? in terms of like presenting yourself in a PR or communications capacity? You know,
1: I think that regardless of your capacity, whether it's, you know, you're in a PR or communications role, whether you're the CEO or the nurse, or regardless of, of, you know, of um, your, your background, I would say that fashion has to be authentic. It has to represent who you are. You know, me trying to dress, you know, as somebody I'm not sends, sends a message, you know, and, and so if I dress very, um, conservatively, but I'm somebody who's generally flamboyant, you know, uses big words, big right. gesture, big smiles, right? And then I'm, I'm dressed like I'm going to a funeral, it doesn't drive, <laughs> right. You know? And so people sense that, they they see that. And then you appear as inauthentic, even though your words, your, your, your facial expression, your gesture may be very authentic. Your attire is disconnected. Right. So I always tell people, be who you are, you know. And yes, I mean, in certain circumstances, you have to dress a little bit up or a little bit down compared to what you would normally do. But that doesn't mean you have to totally switch it, totally deviate from where you are. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely, because people can really pick up on that authenticity, um, and like you said, it's important that like how you speak and how what your personality is like matches with how you're presenting yourself like visually.
1: I would think, you mm-hmm. know, and, and at least it has worked for me and it has worked with the people that I, I have coached on, you know, what to wear at whatever event or at, you know, for an interview or that sort of thing. Um, because again, it, it's, it speaks... It speaks for who you are. I mean, of course, if you know, for example, you are going for for an interview, a job interview, say, and and you know, and you know that the organization you're going to is very conservative, um, you know, you may want to check your wardrobe, make sure that you're actually going to, you know, um, not scare them as soon as they see you, you know, right. even yeah. though your personality might not quite fit, but you know, your knowledge and experience may be the perfect fit. So you don't want to scare them by your attire. Get in the door first and then maybe you know, right. see what, what you can do, how far you can go with your attire. But so there's obviously circumstances where you have to be very conscious of what you're wearing and, and, and how it's perceived. But most often I would say, be authentic. Just, right. you know, just be who you are in your attire. So, you know, if you're like me, not scared of color, then wear color, you yeah. know? Um, if you are scared of color, then don't try to be something you're not, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I'd yeah. say it's, it, everything has to be, has to work together not just your gestures not just your 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 wording and and your you know your expressions your facial expression et cetera. everything has to work together
0: right right and sometimes it's about tailoring um tailoring your appearance to fit in whatever new environment you're going to step into but in a way that's still authentic to you and still like reflects who you are and, and how you want to um, how you want to be per- perceived really Absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. and I mean, you know of course I say
1: that because maybe also because of you know my age and my you know my my journey but but still, I think that you know you can still be very much uh, respectful of accepted norms wherever it is that you're going or entering or whoever you, you know, you're addressing, you can be respectful of those accepted norms and still be true to yourself. Right. Um, it's just finding that balance. Right. Right.
0: Right. And then being aware of how other people are perceiving, um, you too, when you're stepping into their space. Um, Absolutely. right. So that kind of, um, I guess touches on my next question, which is about presenting yourself in a social media space where you have to really be aware of how other people on those platforms are perceiving you. So, um, so my question is how would, or what advice would you give somebody who is, um, not quite sure of what to post, or maybe they need some questions to ask themselves before posting on social media to make sure that they're really representing themselves in the best way possible.
1: Yeah, and so really, the first question, and 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 I would think anybody who studied, uh, who studied whether it's public relations or communications or marketing, um, and definitely if you studied crisis communication, mm-hmm. the first question you ask yourself is: if this was on the front page of the newspaper, you know, would you cringe? Would you be embarrassed? Would you cry? <laughs> I mean, right. what, what kind of reaction would you have? Right, and so. You know, we refer to that, I'm sure you've seen it around and people have heard it, but people tend to forget it. And the fact is, it should be in the back of your mind all the time.
0: Right.
1: Because if that was in the back of your mind all the time, then chances are um, you wouldn't post nasty rants. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't um, be disrespectful call people names, um, that sort of thing, right? You would actually think about what you're doing and probably tone it down. That doesn't mean you can't be irate. That doesn't mean you can be sad or or disappointed. I mean, you can have all the gamut of emotions, but it's the manner in which you express them. And the thing is with social media, once it's out there, you can't bring it back. You know, I mean, yes, you can delete posts, but chances are somebody's already seen it, already shared it, already screen captured it, whatever. I mean, so you have to be very conscious of what you do. Um, So so that would be the very first question. The one that actually stays in your mind. If you don't ask yourself anything else, ask yourself that, you know? If this appears in the paper, and it doesn't have to be today, 10 years from now, am I going to be embarrassed by this thought?
0: Right. <laughs> you know? Right, for sure. And um, then, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, regret it. Having said that, we all grow. I'm clearly not the same person as I was at 20 years old, as I was at 30 years old, etc. So we all grow, but within that growth, I would hope that, you know, you, you, you remain respectful, that you remain, you know, a community builder, you know, rather than somebody who tears things apart, you know and so to me who are you trying to be who are you who do you want people to see you as and then based on that then you can answer that question right right so if you if you if you the type of person who wants to be or who who tries to always be a community builder you know well, don't slam people left, right, and center when you're trying to build community, you know? Right. You can still disagree without tearing people apart, you know? And so to me, that's those are some of the things that you have to think about when posting on social media. You can be very strong in your positions and and, and, and being a strong activist, and yet... Um, be respectful right right and so to me that's that's what people have to think the other thing is what what's the value so what are you what are you putting out there who's going to pick it up who does it serve right right what is the value and I mean sometimes the value is to you I get that (laughs) you know but often the value to you is also value for somebody else, right? Right. So if let's say simple post, personal post. You're, you're sharing about beautiful walk you had down by the river or, or you know, that sort of thing. Well, mm-hmm. the value is clearly to you. You had a wonderful moment. But sharing your joy, sharing your love of nature, sharing that can also bring somebody else's joy
0: right
1: right so again what's the value right so be conscious of that too what is the value to you what is the value to somebody else
0: right Right? so and then how that
1: impacts others because people will react so they can react positively or they can react negatively what are you trying to attract
0: Mm -hmm. another
1: question you may ask yourself
0: right right Right. So once somebody has, um, you know, had those those questions in their toolbox, so they've asked like, "What is the value of me posting this? Am I being respectful? Um, Is this something that I would be uh, comfortable with people seeing ten years from now?" So once they've done all of that um, and they've got that in their toolbox, but maybe um, you know something comes up in their business or something comes up in their personal, and they still end up you know facing a crisis. So what would you um, what would you say to somebody to have them avoid having an emotional reaction to having a, having a personal or um, professional crisis?
1: You know, I mean, this is something we all face at one point or another, whether it's in business or personally, um, because none of us are perfect. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. saying all of this, but I'm also very conscious that we're all fallible. Right, and so if you find yourself in a position where you have to kind of reel the genie back, yeah. um i would say I would say the first is acknowledgement, so you may not have all the answers, you may not know how you're going to really handle things, but just acknowledge, and so just saying, for example, you know um yesterday I posted this thought or I, whatever, or my company did this. Um, we're aware that may not have been the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or I'm aware that I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't have the answers yet. But right. leave it. And then right. that's it, right? And so you can just acknowledge. The acknowledgement is the first step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes you can acknowledge and also do the repair work at the same time, but it doesn't have to be combined. You could acknowledge and then say, you know, leave it with me or or, I'll be back soon. I need to think this through, you know? Mm -hmm. And most people will give you the time to do that actually. I mean, unless people are dying, then you don't have much time. Action is needed right now, but most of us aren't facing life or death.
0: Right.
1: Right? It's more image or brand. Mm -hmm. That gets tainted, right? Right. And so, so then once you've acknowledged and said, you know what, let me be thoughtful about how I address this, then people will generally give you a few hours, a few days, you know, depending on who you are. You know, if you're Coca Cola, they're giving you what less than an hour, minutes, yeah, have a whole team behind you that can think on their feet like that and then Mm -hmm. you know get to work. If you're solopreneur or startup with, you know, everybody's, whatever, you probably have many hours, even days, right?
0: Right.
1: So it depends. It depends depends what situation you're in. But truthfully, then you come back and you say, you know what? Thinking about this, should have never said this. This is what I meant to say. This is how I was thinking it. I just didn't express myself. Uh, Carefully, I'm sorry for that. Expressing regret is also Mm -hmm. very important. So, first you acknowledge, then you express regret and reparation. So, reparation is it could be, you know what, this is how I'm going to say, explain this instead, or this is what I'm going to do to make amends or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you can do that on a personal level or on a business level. On a business level, chances are you have a lot less time
0: than on a personal level. Right. So, right. So first step can be acknowledgement. And then depending on your situation, that may um, buy you some time, I guess. Correct. Right. Um, So how would um, somebody start to build a crisis, like a PR crisis plan to begin with? Like what would, what would the first step be? Like say, say they're not in a crisis yet, but they want to have that in their back pocket in case something does happen. How would they begin to, to build that and then know what actions to take like when something does come, come up? Yeah.
1: It's a good idea to have a crisis communication plan. Um, it doesn't mean you're going to follow it to the letter. Right, um, because every situation is so different and we can't plan for every situation. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, I would yeah. suggest that 99% of us didn't plan for a pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, 99% of businesses, organizations of any kind didn't plan for a pandemic, but they still had a communication plan. They mm-hmm. still had a crisis plan overall beyond the communication plan. And so having a plan is a good idea. Now, knowing where to start i would say start with some scenarios so for example what would be you know what would be your worst nightmare as you can imagine we're not talking pandemic here but what would be your worst nightmare you know start with that mm-hmm. and then from there go to the next thing and then the next thing and the next things so for example if you're an airline company you know, your worst nightmare is probably some plane falling off the sky, Mm -hmm. right? What are the scenarios and how would you address it? What are some of the things that you will need to do? Which is why I'm saying there's an overall crisis crisis plan and then there's a communication, crisis communication plan. There are two different things. Your overall crisis is you're going to have to deal with, I don't know, loss of life, you know, whatever, getting there, getting emergency response, you know, those kind of things, that's your overall. And then the communication side, then you dive more into exactly what are some of the messages that you're going to use. But who are you using these messages for? They're very different. If for example, you're in an industry that's very much regulated, you're gonna have to talk to those regulatory agencies. You can't talk to them the same way as you're going to talk on Twitter right? So your communication plans will have these pieces. Mm -hmm. What is the potential scenario? What are your audiences? And there'll be many. Your internal people, for example, in a crisis, often people forget their internal team. Right. (laughs) But probably the first one you should talk to because Mm -hmm. essentially they're going to want to be answering for you, you know, Maybe it's your front desk receptionist. Maybe it's your salesperson that gets a call, right? So your internal team, the regulatory bodies, your customers, your suppliers, and then the, the general public, as we call it, right? And mm-hmm. like the people that follow you on Twitter and that you've never met, but, you know, keep liking your stuff on Instagram, right? Right. Um, so you're going to have different messaging f- for them, about the same thing, because not everybody needs the same level of detail, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and so that's, that's basically where you start. You start with a case. Mm-hmm. And then for each, there are though things that do not change. No matter what the crisis is, there are things that do not change. So for example, your organization or your personal values those shouldn't change, no matter what's right. going on, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, if
1: your organization is about quality, caring for the community, um, I don't know, you know, you name it, right? Mm-hmm. Those things will be part of the of your crisis communication plan as well, because those things don't change, right? If you pride yourself, and if part of your branding is that you're a company that puts safety first. Even in a crisis where clearly safety had an issue, you should still put safety first, Mm -hmm. right? So coming out and saying, you know what? We just had an incident. Um, Two of our employees have been injured. The other 300 are safely home,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: Right. That doesn't change, your value is still that, right? Mm-hmm. So there are things in no matter what the crisis is, they won't change,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay? If you're, if you're a company for, whom, you know, community engagement and involvement and, and, and uh, support is important, well, that's also part of that. Right. right. You're not going to leave that behind in your communication. It's not because you're in the middle of a crisis that your value system changes. Right. It should be addressed as part of your crisis come plan.
0: Right? Okay. Interesting. And so
1: for your personal image, same deal. So I've mm-hmm. been talking a lot about, you know, if you're in business, but for your personal image, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. And that was actually um, another question that I had for you uh, was like how important do you think it is to build a personal communications and PR and even like a personal crisis plan too, like for your own um, like individual image and how would you go about doing that? You know,
1: I would say, so for sure, if, if you can, that's something you should at least think of. If, if you don't take the time to put it on paper, um, but it's it should be something that you think of. So you start with what is the perception that you want to push out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you want to people to see you as. And so if you know who you are and how you want to be perceived, first of all, check that people are actually perceiving you like that. Right. right. So if you've been you know, acting a certain way, dressing a certain way, doing certain things, at some point you should check that what you think you're putting out is what people are receiving because it's not always the same and it's not always true. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely. ask your friends. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Ask people that know you. Ask your mm-hmm. friends. Ask your family members. Ask people that who you trust aren't going to sugarcoat. Because yeah. there's that too. People will often tell you what you want to hear. So mm-hmm. ask trusted people that won't, you know, yeah, won't sugarcoat it, won't doctor mm-hmm. it up for you. Will will tell you point blank, well, yeah, that doesn't come across very good, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, or by the way, when you wear this kind of clothes, you diminish your whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So use that, get the feedback. Right. And then... Um, once you know that, once you know that what you're attempting to put out, that, that who you believe you are and that you want people to perceive, perceive you as, once you're confident in that, then you can say, okay, now, if I falter, if I deviate, if I have a lapse of judgment,
0: yes. you know,
1: uh, or I find myself in a situation where I totally react inappropriately, et cetera. How am I going to address that? What okay. is the best way for me to get people to actually forgive me, give me grace, whatever terminology you want to use, you mm-hmm. know, um, but not hold on to that sidestep? Right. Right. And so you can start thinking okay, what does that look like? You Know, um, so if if you're you know, if you're somebody who's normally very caring, etc., and then somebody's you know, Snapchat you punching somebody else, that's not good. No, I mean, you're going to have to explain that mm-hmm. and said, you know, and, and maybe give out the circumstances how you lost your temper, Um, maybe it's something that happens more than once. So now you have to explain what you're doing to remedy that, et cetera, et cetera, right? Right. So to me, knowing, um, having at least an idea, whether you put it on paper, but having at least an idea of what are some of the things that could happen. So for example, if you know you have an issue with your temper, but yet you're somebody who's normally so gentle, Mm -hmm. right? So if that side of you might surface but you've been working on it have a plan for the day that it will surface and then that you you know you'll have to address it right think okay what would i say what would i do you know right. of course you're trying not to do it but
0: mm-hmm. it may happen right mm-hmm.
1: um and so i would say it's just formulating in our head just like we would um you know for for a company What are some of those messages? What are my values? And reinforce that. Put that behavior out. Reinforce those values. Now, what I see often is for many of us, our work life and persona and our personal side blend and get blurred. Right. Okay. Many of us represent our company. So when we talk about public relations, communications, marketers, often we find ourselves in the position where we represent the company. People associate us with the, the organization, mm-hmm. right? If it's a for profit, non profit, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people associate us with the organization. And so you can't always differentiate the two. Right. Which Now you have to make sure when this is the case that you actually really believe who you're working for and that, and that your values align with the values of the company, because if they don't, now you're in a conundrum,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's become even more so of an issue now because with social media, um, you're constantly being connected with whoever it is that you're working for. So you really have to be aware of whether or not that company's values actually align with your values. I think that that's really important. And also your point about um, asking people whether or not you're, what you're putting out there is actually aligned with how people are perceiving you is really, I, I think, really smart because I don't think people typically do that. And then when they're getting this feedback, that's like not aligned with how they want to be seen. They, they get really, um, I mean, I think it kind of puts you into a defensive mode where you're like, oh, well, I'm not like that, but maybe you really are coming across that, that way. So having that feedback is really, really, um, valuable because then you can then adjust to make sure that you are coming across like in alignment with your values. So, yeah, I think that's really, really good advice.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, again, I mean, we're in an era and, 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 you know, answering this question might have been totally different 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, for sure. Yeah. Um, but in, in, in this era where we're pretty much under a microscope all the time, mm-hmm we one of the things that we have to learn somehow is consistency you know um you you know even though people will forget and will forgive um but generally you should try to be consistent in your behavior in 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 your thought process doesn't mean you can't change your mind right the way you approach things can be consistent Mm -hmm. i've changed my mind on a lot of things you know, particularly right. last year, you know, <laughs> but, but it doesn't mean that I'm a different person or that mm-hmm. I approach things differently. It just means that I've taken the time to think, you know, about other parameters. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to, to be conscious of that. We have to think, OK, am I pushing out there what I want people to receive from me? You
0: know. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That consistency point is also a really good, um, thing to be constantly thinking about too. Mm-hmm. Um, so what time are we? Okay. So we have about 10 minutes left. So I just want to be mindful of the time here. Um, cool. and so another question that I, that I really wanted to get to actually, um, and you can decide on how, how, uh, you know, specific you want to be, but, Um, I was wondering if you have an example of when PR really saved a situation or the way that PR was handled really kind of, um, patched things up because I think it's kind of interesting to see from the inside, because a lot of the times we see these situations from the outside, we don't actually see how, how it was managed behind the scenes. So I was wondering if you have an example of that. Oh, well,
1: I mean, I've watched many situations, um, you know, get handled beautifully. So mm-hmm. not being in behind the scenes, but watching it with my own uh, professional eye and thinking, wow,
0: mm-hmm. you're doing
1: a bang on job.
0: Right. So I've
1: seen that happen. I've also seen many cases where I went, oh my gosh, please give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but, but for me, um, I would say um, when I try to think of of situations that were where we've kind of you know thought okay it's kind of doom and gloom and then but let's save the day. Um, really, when I look at that, I would say it was situations, and I can't give you particulars, mm-hmm. um, but basically what I've seen work is when every piece, so now we're back into the professional realm, Mm -hmm. uh, is when every part of the organization works towards the common goal, which is number one, of course, ending the crisis, but not just ending the crisis, um, giving reparation, basically coming out of it in a good way on both sides. The okay. people that suffered the crisis and then the people that were thrown in it because it's their business or it's their crew or whatever. And so when everybody behind the scene works together, um, you know, really good things can happen. The other thing is, for me, timeliness is super, super important Okay. And what often happens in organizations, so if we talk about public relations and communications, what often happens in, in, in organization organizations is they don't want to talk publicly until they have all the pieces. Okay. It may take days, mm-hmm. sometimes it may take months. It could take years. I mean, when we talk about, for example, plane crashes it could take years to have all the answers after all the investigations so what you right. to wait for years to talk no no timeliness is super super important and so to me the crises that were handled the best they started by with timeliness they started by you know acknowledging mm-hmm. very quickly right Saying, we have an issue We are aware, we're on it. We'll get back to you ASAP. Right. Right? And then as fast as they could, they found out a little bit of information and then came back and said, oh, we just learned that this and this and this. And once we get more, we'll be back. Right. And then go off. And that, keeping people updated, Mm -hmm. letting them know that you care, that you're on top of it, that you're managing, that you're doing your best. That's super, super important. And every single crisis, whether it was ones that I was part of or ones that I observed, that were handled the best, it doesn't mean that the outcome was, you know, that the crisis itself um, was something that was pleasant. No, by any means. But the outcome, could have been 10 times worse if they hadn't been timely in right. their communication, right? right? In addressing the public, right? right. And so to me, um, it takes to achieve that, it takes really teamwork internally. It takes people understanding that Whenever you get a little bit of information, you need to let the next person know. The person that's going to be representing you, whether it's on social media or in front of the camera, TV cameras, or or the radio mics, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it also takes leadership. It takes your leadership to realize, you know what? Yes, we won't have all of the answers, but we'll give what we can. Right. As soon as we can. Right. Right. So. Um, and you don't have to be careless doing that i mean you don't want to give too much information either because people will latch on to that right and you may scare them unnecessarily mm-hmm. uh, or you may have to walk back stuff if you give out too much information so trying to find that balance but that also teams, takes teamwork right? right and so to me if you have a cohesive organization um then yeah then you can make that work right
0: okay
1: um now talking about personal crisis mm-hmm. the timeliness same thing right right now you're one person so you may not have an army oh, behind you to help you with this
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it doesn't mean you can't be timely and say you know what I- i'm trying to deal with this i'll be back right right and then, right. then you deal, you talk to whoever you need to talk to your lawyer your accountant whomever. right
0: mm-hmm. right so it's addressing it even if you don't have a solution right away it's making sure that people know that you're thinking about it that you recognize it as an issue and then that you're communicating internally like with your team or or just you know if you're if you're solo and you're having you know a personal issue that you that you're making sure that you're communicative with whoever is involved um so, yeah, so all of that is really, I mean, I've never thought of it quite that way. So that's really um, helpful, I think. And then also um, what you touched on earlier with knowing what your values are ahead of time and then um, and then being able to work back from that. Because I don't think that that's necessarily something, I mean, if you don't work in PR or communications, that might not be something that you think of. And so if you do end up in kind of like a sticky situation um, knowing that, okay, these are my values. This is what I fall back on. This is how I want to be perceived is really, yeah, really, really important. So I'm just getting to my last question here. Um, so I, one, one thing that I always like to ask people is, um what is some advice that you would give yourself when you were first getting started in your in your professional career because this is a podcast for people who are just getting started whether they want to be entrepreneurs or they're just trying to get um, their fit, foot in the door in the fashion industry so what is some advice you would have given yourself
1: uh, I would say first again just like we started, we'll we'll end like we started. First, be <laughs> authentic. Um, authenticity goes a long way, really. Right. You know, um, and I would imagine in the fashion industry, particularly, um, you know, we all try to have these personas and wear these outfits and 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 you know and promote whatever fashion sense we have, but. Really, it's about authenticity in doing that. The next thing is be humble, particularly when you start out. You may have the best idea ever since sliced bread, right? It may be the best thing ever, but be humble about it. Mm -hmm. People will gravitate more towards somebody who says, you know what, I have this massive idea, but I need you. I need your help. Mm
0: -hmm. I need
1: your expertise, right? To take it to the next level or to help me deploy it. Like I think it should be deployed. Right. Right. So have some humility, even when you know you've got a winner.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Right.
1: Um, And same with when you sell yourself, I mean, you may have the greatest experience. You may have worked in the best fashion houses and, and, you know, or or already had product to market that went, you know, totally viral or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean you can't learn. We're all learning. I I continue to learn. I continue to read, to listen, to, you know, to evolve, to talk to people that have more knowledge, more experience. Mm -hmm. So having that humility is also something that's big. Um, Um, It doesn't mean you shouldn't be proud of your accomplishments um you you can still be proud you Mm -hmm. know Uh, but there's a way of of being proud and yet saying you know what i don't know at all
0: right definitely
1: this you know i got my degree but i still have so much to learn Mm -hmm. right Right. so to me those are two aspects that we seriously need to think about um so I'd probably tell myself that. I'd say, you know, mm-hmm. because I, mean, I used to be very rambunctious and then just ram it in and, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and now I look at that and I think, oh my gosh, first of all, I wasted so much energy. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, is it again who I want to be seen as? I'm not that right. person, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, and if you are that person, then be all of that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and explain why you're all of that, right? Right. Um, But if that's not really you, then don't do that because you diminish yourself.
0: Right, right. Right. And also if it's not really you, then you won't be able to keep up that energy for for that long too. And then people will see that kind of um, like incongruence, that's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) So people can kind of pick up on that. But, um, and I think that humility and authenticity both of those pieces are, are really important, um, to speak to the humility point. It's also, it's like part of it is being able to like work in a team and acknowledge that other people have this ex, expert, expertise and experience too. So you don't have to come in, um, pretending that, you know, everything or, or feeling like you have to know everything either. You
1: know, I would say a, a friend of mine said that the other day and, and I was like, "That she nailed it. That was exactly that. Is that, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or, you know, you work for a, a, an organization, um, knowing that there are likely people that can do certain things better than you can mm-hmm. and then letting them handle those pieces. Right. And then you handle you know, what you're really good at. Mm -hmm. And so being able to recognize that and use that is really a gift. Because first of all, it'll save you probably time, probably money in the long run, because they can do it better, faster.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And it will also bring you respect because people... We respect you for actually recognizing that there are others that are better than you at certain things, and so that you can focus on the things you're good at. Mm-hmm. People will also recognize you for being a team player, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for surrounding yourself with the best people, right? right.
0: And delegating.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody likes somebody who hoards the knowledge and the power and right. And the kudos. Yeah. And so all of that gets back to you if you do it well. Um, So, so, yeah, so it's, I I would say it's important. The other thing is, and in fashion, probably just like in public relations and and communication and marketing, I'm sure you've heard the term spin for the longest time people didn't trust marketers, didn't trust PR people, didn't trust communication people, because yes, it was all about spin. How are we going to spin this thing so that it's viewed in the light, in in the right light, even if it's no good, Mm -hmm. Okay, That's what spin is. Okay. And that was for many years, that's how things got done. You know, Mm -hmm. ah, we knew the company wasn't doing good over here, but we'd spin it so Mm -hmm. that it appears or it's whatever that doesn't fly today right it absolutely does not fly Mm -hmm. and and I see people still trying to do this thing and I'm I I don't get it Mm -hmm. you know people need to own who they are and what they do you know so if your company does something that's not really I'd say I don't know correct or that the popular view might not really like etc um then find the positive find you know why is it that they need to actually be doing that what is the explanation that people can understand
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to saying wow you know trying to it, yeah Right. Right? And so to me, whether it's in fashion or or anything else, um, PR, it's about being true, you know, because if you are true and if what you say is true and what you portray is true, people will believe it. And so they should, you know, and then you won't disappoint them and then it won't be difficult. It'll be exactly what you need to be doing.
0: Right so you'll be coming from that solid foundation of authenticity and there won't have you won't have to spin anything you won't have to backtrack anything that you've you've said previously because you're always working off of this really strong foundation of of your values and um and, and that authenticity so yeah so it's really really great advice i would i want to be respectful of your time here so i'll I'll wrap it up there, but thank you so much for spending um, the time with me. and this was really, really great. I feel like I, I learned so much and I could ask you so many more questions. but
1: thank you. Thank you for having me. and anytime, anytime. I you know, I, I think that one of the things that this this era, this um, technology field era has given us is that the power to be able to share, with people that we may never meet, but maybe they pick up a little nugget, you know, and, right. and, and so I look forward to listening to your podcast and, um, and also learning as I
0: go along. Awesome. Thank you so much, Véronique. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fashion Ambition podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Véronique's services in communication, translation, writing, and editing, you can check out her website at verolingo.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. If you liked this episode, make sure to leave a review. And if you got any great takeaways, I would love to hear your feedback. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at nomad and follow the podcast page at the Fashion Ambition to be updated whenever there's a new episode. I know that I always learn so much from each of the guests on the podcast and I would love to know what stood out most to you. So feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and let me know what you learned. Thanks again and see you in the next episode of The Fashion Ambition.